0: what's up guys we are back with another edition of the dnvr rams podcast presented by chevalier mortgage we're going to do another classic edition of what's happening in Agland, where we take you through just the various sports we're going to talk women's hoops volleyball obviously men's basketball big week for the rams Then at the end we're just going to kind of wrap up with some big picture talk obviously you know a lot of discussion amongst ram fans right now they want to know what's happening with the future of the football program and We'll kind of dive into all of that. One thing I will say is, you know, I, I don't really expect anything as far as a statement goes until at least, you know, the end of the week. We'll, we'll kind of have to see on that. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll dive into that at the end of the show. Before we dive into all the sports talk, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know exactly how stressful it is trying to buy a house right now. I mean, the the process, especially in Colorado, it's crazy. Let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. They're proud CSU alum. They're DNVR members, and they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to DNVRMortgage.com, you can enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation. You can discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Go check it out at dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right into it and talk about the action that went down on Sunday. Obviously, Saturday started, you know, really, really high with a great comeback victory for the men's team. Really fun game against Northern Colorado. I already did a whole pot on that. Football, not so much. That was a rough night. I, again, did a whole pot on that as well. So you can go back and check those out in your feed if you want my post game reactions on those games. I will say, never, <laughs> never seen a coach get ejected before. That was definitely something. Sunday though, CSU women's basketball—they gave everybody a reason to to feel proud again because they went toe to toe with number ten Louisville. In and in a really competitive showing now they ended up falling 71 to 56 in this one and you know you you lose by 15 but to a top 10 team in the country and i think this is pretty pretty encouraging because i mean when you think back over the years traditionally even the good csu women's teams you know championship winning teams when they would go up against this type of talent you would usually be able to see just clearly like a a significant gap in athleticism and and sometimes skill, but generally athleticism. And and I think back to that time, they went and played Washington and Kelsey Plum, and it it was pretty ugly, pretty fast. Ramsley went down early in this one, 24-10 in the first, end up coming back and, and making a, a game out of it. And to do that against a team of that, that caliber is is definitely significant. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't watch this game live. It, it was on Sunday. Those of you that follow me, you guys know that Sunday is my off day. It's when I'm at the Broncos game. but I did go back and watch some of it on the Mountain West Network. And, you know, one of the things that kind of jumped out to me is Louisville, they did a really good job of, you know, not allowing some of CSU's superstars to get their shots off. I mean, McKenna Hofshield, she only had five field goal attempts in this entire game, 32 minutes. If you remember back after that opener, I said she looked a little timid at times. I don't think it was necessarily that case, but, you know, you need her to be a little bit more aggressive. One of the things she's, you know, really making a a big effort to do this year is just be a a good facilitator. And, you know, CSU is going to need that. They're going to need her dish in the out, and they're going to need that presence in the offense. You know, she had a team high five assists in this one. So she is creating for everyone on the floor, but she's also the best scorer. And at some points you kind of just need McKenna to be McKenna and kind of take over like she did at points last year. She's an absolute baller. I mean, she's a walking bucket. You want her putting up really, I'd say at least 10 field goal attempts in any game. Obviously, you know, you don't want her putting up selfish attempts or anything like that, play within the flow of the offense, but you know, you need your best scorers putting up shots. Having said all that, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about it moving forward. I really like the build of this roster in general. They've got a lot of competent shooters. You got 12 points out of Carly Murphy in this one, 12 points out of Sidney Mech. You got 10 more out of Callie Clark. This is a pretty deep roster. I mean, Kendall Kinzer obviously came over the transfer from Fresno State. She's been killing it. They've got a lot of talent on this team. Petra Farkas, when she gets going from three, can really heat up in a hurry. So I'm encouraged by the, the direction of this team under Ryan Williams. Big kudos to him for hosting a team of Louisville, Louisville's caliber. I mean, like I said, it, it could have gotten away from CSU in a hurry, but I, I really think this was a, a perfect situation. Like, nobody expects you to win, but the fact that you were able to hang around. You know, gets people excited, and the the next part of the schedule is a is a very winnable stretch for this team. You've got to feel pretty good going into the Arizona State Classic. They play Harvard on the fourth, UTSA on the fifth, and they come back for some local action. If they continue to you know play to their caliber, there's a pretty decent chance they they roll into conference play sitting at like ten and one, and it, it's it's going to be tough. They they do start conference play with Boise State and San Diego State, so they're going to get tested right off the bat. But at least you get Boise State at home before a road trip against San Diego State and Fresno State, two teams that tend to play a factor, especially in the Mountain West tournament. So we're going to know early into the Mountain West slate, you know how legit CSU's chances are of contending in the Mountain West. Obviously, even if they start slow, they'll have time to recover. But you know if you roll in at ten and one and can go two and one, even three and zero to start that Mountain West slate, people are really going to start taking them seriously and. I'm I'm encouraged. I know I've said that a couple times now. So we'll just kind of have to see how it all plays out. But big time game, big time performance at home, and, and I'm glad that CSU did it. You know, a lot of schools they would be scared to host Louisville, Williams. They did it. So big ups to them. Word. Let's uh, let's transition over to the men's side of things. Obviously, it's it's a big week for CSU men's basketball. An opportunity to to remain undefeated, potentially go to nine and oh. We'll see that game against St. Mary's on Saturday. Really going to be tight. Ken Palm currently has St. Mary's ranked 33rd. He has CSU at 52, gives the Rams a 54% chance of winning that one with a projected score of 69 to 68. So he really thinks it's going to be a showdown between two talented mid-majors. Don't want to look ahead too much, though, because on Wednesday, they've got Arkansas Little Rock coming to town. 7 p.m. tip-off locally will be on TV on Channel 3 if you can't make it up to Fort Collins. That's really awesome that they've been able to, to work out that deal with Evoca TV, by the way, to get some women's games on there, to get men's games that are, you know, otherwise only going to be streamable, at least locally. Hopefully, eventually, they can get it, you know, and out further. But for now, it's a good start. Arkansas Little Rock, they are ranked uh, 303rd in Ken Palm, 4-3, coming off of a 77-63 loss to Tulsa. Before that, they beat Northern Illinois 67-60, to also lost to Loyola Marymount, Sam Houston State, and picked up some big wins over some smaller schools to start the year. So it's been a rough stretch for them of late. Ken Palm gives CSU a 97% chance of winning this one, has the score projected as 86-65, to so Ken Palm has it as a 21-point win for CSU going in. That's steep. You know, that's... <laughs> Really, the spreads and some of these projections in in general have been pretty steep. When you look at the the metrics, it kind of makes sense. This team just hasn't been able to score the ball very efficiently. They rank 309th in offensive efficiency, 274th in defensive efficiency, 278th in effective field goal percentage. So they're not creating high-quality looks. They're not knocking down open shots. They've been abysmal from three-point range. Only 23%, 354th. According to Ken Palm, that is not good. God, that's rough. That's really rough. Um, They are an experienced team, though. That's one of the things that kind of jumps out. They get a lot of minutes out of their bench. They have a lot of guys that are in their second or third year in the program. So uh, while on paper this kind of looks like one that CSU should blow them out, you just don't want to look ahead of yourself. you know. It, It kind of feels like a trap game, especially with a really exciting one coming up on Saturday against St. Mary's. I personally can't wait to be there for that one. You know, everyone, everyone thinks back to that St. Mary's game last year and how ugly it was. It's funny now, you know, come back a year later and everybody's so excited for this matchup again. It's just kind of funny how college basketball works and how we kind of put too much stock into the outcomes of individual games at times. But, I mean, that was something I preached about last year when they looked really ugly in it coming off of that COVID pause. Everyone's you know, the sky's falling, freaking out, this team isn't for real, and then they won like 11 straight after that. Anyways, it's going to be a fun one on Saturday, but you don't want to sleep at the wheel. You don't, you don't want to fall asleep at the wheel, excuse me, and blow this one at home. I expect CSU to be fine in this one. This is just, it's such a composed group. I mean, they, they're they mature, and you just, you see it. I mean, when they go down, they just keep battling back. Like, they don't get too high. They don't get too low. I just, I continue to feel better and better about this team's potential each and every week. I'll obviously have post-game content for both of these games. I'm I'm also starting this week Thursday at 4.30. I'm going to have a live show once a week where I just kind of talk about the previous game and then preview the weekend game, you know, kind of works in between the Tuesday or Wednesday night game and then also preview the Saturday matchup. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. If you can't watch live, that's okay. I'll just put it in your podcast feeds like all the other one. But if you can, it'll be in studio. We'll have my dope CSU sign in the background, courtesy of Saturday Neon. That thing is gorgeous. But I'd appreciate, you know, if you guys tuned in, you know, you want to comment, have questions, I'd be happy to answer any of them. Obviously, a really exciting time to be a CSU hoops fan. It's it's really getting to that exciting part portion of the season. Can't overlook Arkansas Little Rock, but I mean, if if they go nine and zero with a win over St. Mary's, I just don't know how you keep this team out of the top twenty-five. It it might take until they hopefully you know beat an SEC team. We'll have to see. I think if you can go three and one against St. Mary's, Tulsa, Mississippi State, and Alabama, if you win three of those four, you're definitely a top twenty-five team. It's indisputable. Even two and two, you can't lose to Tulsa in that scenario, and and losing at home to St. Mary's would hurt, but. Even at two and two, they're probably a path to be in the in the top twenty five, but we all know how it works. I mean, CSU they're they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from the national writers. You know, a lot of those people on the East Coast are not staying up late to watch the West Coast games. That's a whole different rant of mine. I mean, if you have the responsibility of being a top 25 voter, a Heisman voter, whatever it is, maybe you know stay up a little bit late. I don't it's kind of your job, kind of important. But that's a that's a whole side ramble that we don't need to go down. I do want to talk about something exciting here before we move on and, and talk volleyball, though. And that is our collaboration with David Roddy. He is obviously a Team DNVR athlete. Our officially licensed shirt in collaboration with him finally dropped. It is so cool. You guys are going to love it. I highly recommend you grab it. You can order it now, and we have been assured. That these are going to arrive by December seventeenth, so we can get those shipped out to you guys for Christmas uh, or you know Hanukkah or whatever holiday you may celebrate. We're all Ram fans; we all can celebrate him throughout this winter. It's going to be a really fun campaign. So I just wanted to shout those out. Make sure you go to the DNVR Locker, check them out. We've got other gear as well, obviously, and uh, hopefully going to get a couple other basketball shirts out at some point. I mean, we gotta gotta ride the high while this team is winning, right? Anyways, go check that out at the DNVR Locker. But uh, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score will win $100 in free bets. It's, It's really that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers, you can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is, of course, when you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers, only restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, y'all, it's holiday season, and you know what that means. You got to get those stockings stuffed. So why don't you get them the gift that keeps on giving? Kind of like that jelly of the month club. It's the holiday season, and if you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you a win at this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than four million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost eight million balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Ho, 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 fellas, naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll get the lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The Weed Whacker, which is for your nose and ears. Let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Reserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver. Absolutely swear by both of those really, really great products. On top of that, you are also going to get some body wash. You can get uh, cologne if you want. They've got all kinds of crazy stuff. Make sure you check it out. Go to manscaped.com. Make sure you use the code DNVR to save 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. I'm not going to lie, guys. When I do those Manscaped reads, I envision you guys listening to this podcast and, you know, if you're younger, like your grandma walks in or something and it's just mortified or if you're a parent, you know, maybe it's your your kid. It makes me laugh every single time. So sorry for those awkward conversations, but also kind of not sorry because we're paying the bills here and Manscaped, they make great stuff. Anyways, let's get back on topic. What's happening in Agland? CSU Volleyball selected to host NIVC Action. Um, They're the host for a couple teams, Tulsa, Houston, Baptist, and UTEP. The Rams will face Houston Baptist on Thursday, December 2nd at 7.30 in Moby Arena. The winner of the first round will play on Friday, December 3rd, and that will be at 7 p.m. against the winner of Tulsa versus UTEP. CSU they went 18 and 10 overall, 14 and 4 in the Mountain West. They secured a portion of the Mountain West title, 17th um, regular season Mountain West title, 22nd overall. They fell to UNLV in the Mountain West tournament in five sets. Unfortunately, that's the tough part about CSU volleyball is they have to be perfect the whole season or they don't get a shot at the tournament. I mean, it's really similar for the women's team as well. Like you could win 30 games as a women's program in the Mountain West. In the past, you still wouldn't get to the NCAA tournament, hopefully with an expanded field now. That's going to change a little bit. But unfortunately, we still have the same size field for the volleyball tournament, and because CSU fell to UNLV in the Mountain West tournament, they don't get a chance at the big dance. Instead, they host NIVC action. I don't know if I've ever heard of this tournament, but that's okay. It's an opportunity for the program to get more games in front of their home fans, which I'm all about. I mean, more sports is always good. Like people kind of poo-poo on bowl games and, you know, the NIT or the CBI or, you know, anything. And, and to me, I'm just like, you want to know what? This is amateur athletics. If we can create more postseason opportunities, even if it's less prestigious, more is always better. And I'm for it. You know, let the season go on a little bit longer. Good luck, Rams. In your postseason action, we'll all be rooting for you. You know, didn't get into the NSA tournament, hopefully you can pull out this. All right, let's move on again, and let's talk a little bit of football. Scott Patchen and Trey McBride both named first team All-Mountain West, the league announced, and uh, Ryan Stonehouse earned second team All-Mountain West honors. Handful of other individuals earned honorable mention, including Caden Camper, Cameron Carter, Daquan Jackson, Cam Reddy and Barry Wesley. How Dequan Jackson didn't make one of the, the two teams is certainly confusing to me, but probably a lack of team success. Patchin he had a great year, 18.5 tackles for loss, 10.5 sacks. That is sixth best all-time in program history for a single season. His 27 tackles for loss and 16 sacks are just outside the top 10 for a career. Pretty impressive considering he only got to play in 16 games. Trey McBride, he obviously had one of the best seasons ever by a tight end, 90 catches, 1,121 receiving yards, the most ever by a Mountain West tight end, the fifth most by a tight end in FBS history. He is CSU's all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards by a tight end, third in touchdowns, just a really excellent career, obviously a Mackey Award finalist. If anybody else would have gotten first-team All-Mountain West, we would have rioted. I know Cole Turner got the preseason odd, and he's really good. Like he's a very talented tight end. I understand what people's logic was that he was in a, a passing offense, you know, playing with the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. But it, it always should have been Trey. It always should have been Trey, so I'm glad he got this recognition, also named Mount West Offensive Player of the Year, by Pro Football Focus. His season grade of 95.0 is the second highest ever, any position. Only Kyle Pitts was higher, and he went fourth overall of the Atlanta Falcons. So very positive indicator of what people think of McBride. Hopefully the Mackey Award does the right thing and gives it to him. We're going to keep campaigning for our guy because he freaking deserves that award. Ryan Stonehouse, he got second team honors despite being the best punter in FBS history in terms of punt average, 47.8 yards per punt. He had 50.9 average in 20 21, the best of his career, and a Colorado State record, which <laughs> that's what makes it even crazier. Second nationally behind Matt Araiza. He obviously got the first team nod. Probably going to win the Ray guy. And he's a stud. You know, he's really cool. It's And the fact that he can punt and kick is really neat. It, it irks me. All the attention that he gets, and Stonehouse didn't on a national level these last couple of years. I don't know. Just it bugs me a little bit some of it's probably just cuz i know Stoney's a great dude i've gotten to know him pretty well over the last 5 years i mean it's a long time to cover someone he's a great guy always was great in interviews stayed committed to csu just wish he would have gotten that that well deserved recognition that he so clearly deserved i mean the numbers they don't lie the numbers don't lie but regardless of you know what the ray guy what the ray guy voters think or what anyone else thinks you know we all know how special Stonehouse was we all know what he meant to this program and uh very very appreciative of his commitment over the last couple of years just wanted to make sure I shouted him out because it's uh, it's bullshit that he doesn't get the, the recognition he deserves but it is what it is um all right that's that's pretty much everything but I did want to kind of wrap it up here just with a couple more thoughts on the state of CSU moving forward I've seen some people tweet like why haven't we seen any type of statement yet? I assume that's because, you know, Joyce and Joe, they they meet with the the Board of Governors around this time of year. You know that football and, and the future is going to come up. So at some point this week, I'm sure we'll hear something, whether it's an email or, or a statement in terms of the future. But <laughs> I think at this point, if there's no changes made administratively or to the coaching staff, if it, they just come back in the fall of 22 with everything being the same. I think it could be a real ugly scene. Like, you just see with the fan base right now, they're done. They're absolutely done, and I I can't blame them. I mean, it's just gut punch after gut punch, one in 16 against Wyoming Air Force and Boise State since 2016. No wins over Boulder, no postseason wins. It's just been brutal. And then everything that went down this year, like, to lose to Utah state the way they did and South Dakota state sucked and Vanderbilt. And (laughs) then on senior night, you just get completely embarrassed with thousands of empty seats and the coach gets ejected. Like that's just such a bad look. I don't know how, I don't know how you sell it to the fans. I really don't. And I've been patient, you know, people were frustrated with me for preaching patience at the beginning of the season. And, then you know, just being like, we got to see how it plays out. Obviously it did not play out well. And it played out so poorly that I actually think they kind of have to make a change at this point. Like, Three million is a lot of money to move on from a from a football coach, especially because you then have to turn around and pay the salary of another one. But aren't you going to lose that, if not more, if you lose all your season ticket holders? They got to pay for that stadium at some point. So it's it's going to be some really tough discussions for the university to be made. But, I mean, athletics and... You know, football are are kind of a great selling point for a school. It's, you know, an image of what you can accomplish. And I think when you're a laughing stock, people don't just judge the the football program, but they judge the whole university. And that's that's a shame because there's just some tremendous things happening at CSU. It's an incredible university, a great place with great people. And it's a place where athletics can be successful. I mean, obviously, we see it with volleyball year in and year out. We see it with basketball under Nico Medved right now. I worked for Jim McElwain. Sonny built it up. Like, it can be done right. It can be. You know, the the ball's in Joe Parker's court at this point. You know, he's got to make a decision that could ultimately, you know, save his job. If, if they do decide to bring Adazio back, it's going to be interesting to see if they also bring Joe back, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of tough calls to be made by McConnell and the board of governors. And it's going to be an interesting week, a really interesting week. Cause if they do end up making change, then obviously the attention turns to, you know, who are candidates. And, uh, I saw Tony Alford allegedly turn down a job, but to join Brian Kelly at LSU. So then, you know, naturally people are going to be like, Oh, he's coming back. I've heard he is not a fan of Joe and would not come back. So it's, It's a whole mess at the moment. Just everything associated with CSU football is kind of a mess at the moment, but we'll see big week, big couple of days, and I can't wait to talk about it all. All right. That's all I have for today's episode of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Thank you to everybody that continues to support the pod, my written content, everything been a tough, you know, couple of weeks for me personally for those of you that know i i lost a friend to cancer and it's 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 been really hard guys it's it's been brutal but i've received a ton of support from you guys a lot of really kind messages and i just it means the world to me it genuinely does so thank you hope everybody enjoyed this one hope you guys keep up with the content throughout the week we will keep you up to date with all things csu i'm your man justin michael much love peace